Celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas, the Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf flow, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program on this almost Friday, Thursday, Race Day Las Vegas radio program. We come to you live and direct from the gaming capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, right here at our studio station, our home base sports talk, 1400 a.m., where it's overcast and uh, it's 93 degrees. Make it 91. 91 right now. Uh, but it is overcast today, and uh, we may get that kind of like monsoon type of weather today. But outside of that, it's uh, hot. It's going to be 91 now, and we're going to top out at 113, 113 degrees today. So you know the deal. When we tell you here, if you're listening, where we emanate and originate all these shows from the uh, studios over the race day, Las Vegas airwaves, and the studios of Sports Talk 1400 AM in Las Vegas. That um, stay hydrated. The number one thing, stay hydrated. And stay out of the heat as much as you can with the uh, the, the uh, pets and the kids. And check on the senior citizens and folks who have, uh, you know, problem with excessive heat. Because it's going to be hot today here in Las Vegas. And that's how we start the almost uh, Friday, Thursday race day show. Uh, and it's, uh, otherwise it's beautiful and clear as far as any uh, type of... Uh, rain or winds or anything like that. Matter of fact, up and down the Pacific Coast, the entire Southwest is pretty good shape today. And we welcome all of our listeners. If you happen to be listening in the Southwest or anywhere else in the world uh, through our websites, global, And of course, your devices, your smartphones, your iPhones, Androids with the phone apps that you can get at the KSHP, uh, KSHP radio station phone app. You can get at your phone app stores for your devices so you can hear us now streaming and of course anywhere you get your podcasting we're there just uh you know type us in well your your podcasting will get us there across the nation as i say southwest great uh, midwest great a lot of action going on in the gulf coast along the uh texas uh shoreline and uh, uh louisiana then you got a whole bunch of weather going on right in the mid atlantic area and a whole bunch of weather up in the uh, northeast making its way across Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, etc. And up uh, in the Great Lakes area, the east part of the Great Lakes area. And with uh, with Woodbine going on today uh, just to north of that border, we'll wait and see how the weather will be there. Tommy Massis will be along with us a little bit later. Rich Ang has his Simo sheet, so we're going to chat a little bit with uh, Rich as we make our way through the transition of Southern California racing. And, of course, that uh, Southern California racing includes uh, the closing of uh, the end of the meet at Los Alamitos. Now we're uh, kind of rebooting and uh, re, uh, you know, reloading uh, the old uh, bankroll for the opening of uh, Del Mar that happens one week from tomorrow. One week from tomorrow. This weekend, though, however... We got some nice races today. For example, Delaware Park will host the uh, uh, Sussex Stakes at seven and a half furlongs on the turf for Delaware Park today, and then of course uh, on uh, tomorrow, uh, I should say on yeah tomorrow, uh, 
I take that back. Saturday. Saturday will be all of those uh, big races, uh, three big races at Belmont Park. The Victory Ride, a grade three, and the two grade one turf races, the Belmont Oaks Invitational and the Belmont Derby Invitational. Now, uh, for a, a moment or two, it looked like Rambauer might go in the Belmont Derby because they want to get that horse uh, uh, back on the grassy, you know, uh, him back on the lawn. But uh, he didn't make it. So uh, we're going to give you the fields of both the Belmont Oaks and the Belmont Derby in, in just a moment or two. But uh, looking at some news, and the news is all about, you know, uh, legalese-type stuff. The attorneys representing uh, Hall of Fame trainer Bob Baffert, his ongoing legal battles, especially with the New York Racing Association, they filed a 44-page memorandum on uh, Tuesday. And uh, that uh, that memorandum, of course, is uh, bolstering train, uh, Bob Baffert's argument for a, 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 a judge to remove the temporary ban issued by the Racing Association there in New York. Because right now he's blocked from uh, getting stalls or entering horses at uh, Belmont Park, which is the final week of racing there. And then Saratoga is going to start next week. Or Aqueduct if it goes that far. And, of course, the ban was in response to the positive test of uh, the Kentucky Derby winner or the Kentucky Derby first-place finisher, Medina Spirit, and that goes on and on. And uh, the the entire uh, issuing of the uh, 44-page memorandum came down to where, simply put and quoted by the memorandum, nowhere in NYRA's response is there any contention that Baffert has violated any New York statute or racing rule. In fact, the opposite is true, the memorandum states. Despite his distinguished New York racing career, without even a hint of wrongdoing, the NYRA believes it has free reign to unilaterally void his constitutional protected property rights and ban him from all activity in New York without notice for an indefinite period of time based solely on unproven allegations of minor infraction in another jurisdiction. All right, so they believe that uh, what Kentucky did as far as um, with the positive test is a minor fraction. So this is, a, you know, this is a rippling effect. It'll just be, keep going and going and going. And, uh, you know, you look at the NYRA, uh, which is, you know, the racing, uh, New York Racing Association. It's not uh, the 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 government uh, regulating uh, body of uh, over horse racing, but it's the association of the racetracks that have banned them. But you look back now uh, at the Stronach uh, tracks, if you remember, banning uh, Jerry Hollendorfer. The California Horse Racing Board didn't, and it didn't ban Jerry Hollendorfer, but the people at the own the racetrack did. And that's been, what, a couple of years? You know, Hollendorfer is running, uh, well, he ran a, a couple of horses, I think, at uh, Los Alamitos, but... So I don't know how much uh, water this is going to hold. But in any, any case, they, uh, this is the another, another chapter in the ongoing saga of Medina Spirit's positive test in the uh, Kentucky Derby. Also, the New York Gaming Commission. This is the one, the New York State Gaming Commission. This is the one that oversees the racetrack. NYRA is the Association of Racetracks. The New York State Gaming Commission is the commission that gives them the right to run races, etc. This is the government uh, entity, the New York State Gaming Commission. They have submitted legal filings arguing that a three-year suspension recently uh, handed out to uh, trainer Linda Rice should not be stayed by a court because the penalty would be affirmed by a court and is not arbitrarily and capriciously according to the files. So the Gaming Commission is seeking a dismissal of Linda Rice's stay of suspension that they gave her for her situation there. And it goes on and on and on. I guess the best thing to do is being a lawyer in, in horse racing these days. No doubt about it. Okay? All right, like I said, the weather is pretty good across the country. Now listen, we had some great racing last night, uh, yesterday really, at Indiana Downs. Okay, they had several stakes races. And uh, quite a few of the uh, bigger jockeys that you would know were uh, racing there. Uh, Deshaun Parker, who uh, is racing uh, steady there, he won two races. Uh, Florent Garot won a race. 
Flavian Pratt won a race. And Umberto Rispoli won three at Indiana Downs. At Indiana Downs yesterday. All right? So, uh, you know, here's here's the deal. They came down to, of course, Indiana Grand, I should say. Indiana Grand race course. I guess they used to call it Indiana Downs. In any case, the two big races of the evening among the stakes races, and there were quite a few, was the Grade 3 Indiana Oaks. That was the 11th race on the card. And I got to tell you, if you saw this race and you bet the horse that Flavian Pratt was riding, Soothsay, you had have torn up your tickets and went to the bar three jumps out of the starting gate. Okay? Because uh, Soothsay, by the way, was uh, Dick Mandela's uh, entrant there. That's why Pratt went out to ride it. Missed the jump, they said. The, the track announcer said missed the jump out of the starting gate and was hopelessly last. I mean, spotting the field anywhere from five to ten lengths in the grade three Indiana Oaks yesterday. Well, she kept to her task. Pratt didn't panic, and she started picking up uh, lengths on on the field, and she started rolling around the far turn. And she got to the head of the stretch, and she was about fifth or sixth at the head of the stretch, but made uh, contact again with the mid-pack of the field. In the meantime, this 40-to-1 shot, Moon Swag had taken the lead with Deshaun Parker. Umberto Rispoli had Lady Aces in high gear, and these two were battling. And Soothsay just kept coming and coming and coming. And at the in the shadow of the wire, she got up to win, and even the track announcer dropped his jaw, saying how he said it in his call at the end. Soothsay gets up. How did she do it? Richard Mandela's trained, Flavian Pratt-ridden Soothsay <laughs> wins the Indiana Oaks in a, a an outstanding performance. I mean, a jaw-dropping performance. She just got left at the gate, something terrible. $8 even for the win there. Moonswag, the big uh, long shot, ran second. Held off Lady Aces, who finished third. But what a race. What a race for uh, this this two-year-old filly. Amazing. Amazing stuff. And then the Indiana Derby. The $300,000 Indiana Derby, a grade three, followed that. That was the 12th race on the card. Big favorite there at uh, one to five going into the starting gate was Folsom. Florent Garot riding, Folsom. And uh, the third choice in the race, Mr. Wireless, uh, went right for the lead from the start. Now, they had a drawing out there at uh, Indiana Grandy. Yesterday, five people were drawn to make a $1,000 wager on any horse in the Indiana Derby. Four of the five people picked the one-to-five favorite Folsom, with the old saying, I'd rather cash a short price than have a long face. Only one other person picked Mr. Wireless. Well, Mr. Wireless went right out there on the lead, and then they turned for home, and Folsom, who was uh, you know lagging behind and then got uh, caught between horses, but uh, had full clearance by the time they hit the head of the stretch. Uh, wasn't firing like uh, Soothsay was. And Mr. Wireless kept plodding along. Sermon on the mount was running in second, trying to run him down. And Folsom was rolling on the outside, but way too late. Never a threat at 2-5 to five when they opened the starting gate. Folsom at 2-5, to five, never a threat. And that one person that picked Mr. Wireless not only won $1,000 from the drawing, but Ramon Vasquez won the Indiana Derby aboard Mr. Wireless. Trained by Brett Calhoun, Mr. Wireless paid nine eighty as the third choice in the race. Sermon on the Mount finished uh, second. And Folsom won a desperate photo finish to save the uh, bridge jumpers and finished third in the Indiana Derby yesterday. A lot of good stuff happened there at Indiana Grand yesterday. It was a fun uh, day of watching uh, the races at Indiana Grand. I hope the folks out there beyond Las Vegas, Nevada, and Nevada uh, participated in those races yesterday. Of course, uh, we are at an impasse with them, so we couldn't play those races. 
and so we go. All right, now back here in Las Vegas, Nevada. You know that we're wide open now. The entire town is wide open, full stadiums. Uh, the big concert at the uh, Allegiant Stadium the other night, full stadium. Uh, the the uh, ho- hotels are full, et cetera, et cetera. So we expected, in addition to the new variant out there, the Delta variant in the coronavirus, to get a little peak in the uh, positives, and we have. So overnight uh, to uh, on Wednesday, we had 453 new positives in the entire state. That's not bad. We can handle that. That's not bad because, remember, the entire town is now open. The infection rate for the uh, state of Nevada, 7.9%. Clark County had 347 of the 453 positives yesterday. And our infection rate here in Clark County, you remember, this is where the mass is at, the, the Las Vegas Strip, Las Vegas proper, North Las Vegas, Henderson, etc. This is where the most of the people are in this state. The infection rate in Clark County is 8.7%. Now, we don't want to get it inching higher, but we do have to understand that it's going to fluctuate because the town is now wide open. And it's simply put, they say that most of the people that are coming in that are testing positive are people who have not, not been vaccinated. So a, you're a horse handicapper. You figure it out. Look at the past performances. Look at the data. If you haven't been uh, inoculated yet, just get your shots. Okay? Get vaccinated. All right. Uh, uh, we're going to look ahead at the uh, the weekend coming up. After the break, I'm going to go over the Belmont uh, Derby and Belmont uh, Oaks fields for you. Boy, the Belmont Derby. One million dollars. Woof. Belmont Oak, 700,000. We'll take a look at those fields, and then we have uh, Tommy Massis from uh, Woodbine. Rich Ang with his simulcast sheet. So we got a lot to do, and we got your menu too. So don't go away. We'll be right back. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. from drf.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the race day las vegas show all righty back on race day las vegas almost friday thursday race day las vegas show all right two big races coming up this weekend on saturday at belmont park with big uh you know big uh purses up there that's for sure and this is a the the belmont oaks invitational and the belmont derby invitational long races a mile and a quarter on the turf courses. Gives us a little bit of an inlook in, in some of the uh, three-year-olds from over the pond that might be coming over for Breeders' Cup later on. And so uh, you got uh, in the uh, Belmont Oaks, you've got Aiden O'Brien bringing over a horse. And so here's the field of eight in the uh, Belmont Oaks. Number one is Con Lima. Flavian Pratt riding for Todd Pletcher. Ooh, what a connection there, huh? Number two is Serona 
a British bred, Jose Lescano for Christoph Furland. Number three is Higher Truth, an Irish bred, Jose Ortiz riding for Chad Brown. The four is Spanish Love Affair, Tyler Gaffleone for Mark Cassie. The five is a horse called Santa Barbara, an Irish bred, Ryan Moore riding for Aiden O'Brien. Santa Barbara comes over for the Oaks here on Saturday. The six is Nazuna, an Irish bred, John Velasquez riding for Roger Varian. The seven is Plum Ali, Joel Rosario for Christer, uh, Christophe Clement. And the eight is Gam's Mission, Adam Basicia for Sherry DeVoe. And that's the field for the Belmont Oaks, uh, an interesting field going a mile and a quarter on the main. Now we get to the Belmont Derby, a $1 million race at a mile and a quarter for the three-year-olds. And this has a field of nine. Number one is Palazia, I should say Palazzi, Palazzi, Tyler Gaffleone for Mark Cassie. The two is Bolshoi Ballet, Irish bred, Ryan Moore for Aiden O'Brien. So he sends out this one for that. The three is Safe Conduct, Jose Lascano for Philip Serpi. The four, Sainthood, Joel Rosario for Todd Pletcher. The five is Du Jour, probably be the favorite in this race, Du Jour. Flavian Pratt riding for Bill Mott. So Pratt is, uh, you know, getting in on some of the stables back there, and the good ones, too, riding for Mott and Pletcher on Saturday. The six is Hard Love, Manuel Franco for Jonathan Thomas. The seven is Tokyo Gold, a French-bred John Velasquez for Shinya Kobayashi. The eight is Celeste, Celeste. Uh, that's uh, Julian Le Peru for Rusty Arnold. And the nine is Hidden Enemy. Irish bred, Luis Saez, writing for Steve Asmussen. So these are really uh, kind of eclectic, fun fields in uh, those two big races on the weekend at uh, Belmont. And, of course, on Saturday, Woodbine has a couple of nice races, the uh, Fury Stakes and the uh, Celine, which is a grade three. And we're going to bring in now Tommy Massa standing by. At Woodbine, Tommy, I looked at the uh, weather map, and it looked like there was some kind of uh, weather coming through the Great Lakes area and right up where you guys are at. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, Ralph. Uh, good morning, everyone. Yeah, I got the long johns out. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, yeah. is, is it uh, is it raining there? Yeah, it looks like it's, it's uh, 60 and raining, been raining all morning. Looks like it's going to be in the mid-60s and raining and drizzling all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lone turf race uh, is off the turf now, so... I guess that was a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. But you got a, you got that all-weather track, so you're going to be in good shape today. Uh, eight races. Oh, yeah, other than I'll, I'll be cold and shaking and whimpering, <laughs> but the horses and track will be fine. Uh, well, you'll be cold and shaking and whimpering. As long as you get a winner, you can uh, stand, uh, get up to the uh, bar and have a little hot toddy, that's for sure. Yeah, that usually warms you up and puts a spring in your stuff, that's yeah. for sure. Now, today at Woodbine, you got a pick six jackpot carryover of 58,797. You got a super high five jackpot carryover of 67,851. And that comes. I got, a, I, got a, I got it a bit higher than that, and I'll double check. Okay, well, that's all right. If they if they can make yeah, more I got money. Yeah, uh, approximately 84K for the high five and 73K for the pick six, and that is confirmed. Oh, okay. Well, then, uh, obviously, Equibase hasn't updated their carryover for you yet, but that's okay. Money's out there, and good uh, carryover money, that's for sure. And I don't think people would complain with either figure if they can if they can hit it. Yeah, I'll take 10 points of that. Yeah. Oh, no, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, Tommy, now, you know, we've been racing there, uh, what, almost a month now, maybe uh, three, four weeks, uh, and... Uh, you know, have you seen anything on the track that people should know? Any biases or anything like that? Uh, no, no, not not really. You know, and uh, you know the with the with the two turf courses and not having too many races on each course on the turf each day, it's hard to put you know something you know together as in bias form. And especially you know they on the outer turf course, they went from the the one path, the two path, the five path. And that all changes, and there's not really enough data for that. And, and one thing I would, you know, tell everyone that on the the synthetic track, uh-huh. it's a there's a site, uh, a Twitter, uh, it's called uh, Woodbine Track Updates. So all right, so at, they go they go to Twitter and they punch in Woodbine Track yeah, Updates at, at WTB Track Ops, OPS Ops. 
And they haven't done it for today, but they usually tell you the the going stick that you can figure out the firmness on the turf. But more importantly, like on July 4th, they'll say the, the Tapita was gallop mastered at 1.5 after training and will be gallop mastered after races three and six. So, you know, uh, all right, all right, all right. After uh, three and six. All right, wait a so minute. You could, uh, Tommy, you got to back up a minute now because yeah. you're talking some terms that I think the listeners have to explain. First of all, when they go to Twitter, what do they type in? Okay, it's at WTB Track Ops. WTB Track Ops, OPS or OPPS? Yeah. No, 1P. 1P, OPS. Okay, now that's where they go to Twitter. Now you're telling us uh, what they're doing to the racetrack. I'm assuming that uh, that particular word you use is the grading of the racetrack? Yeah, so... I, I... You know, just to, to put it out there the right way, uh-huh. I don't even know what, what they're doing and what it means, but you, you can bet that after, if it says they're doing it after race three and six. It's probably, uh, it's probably uh, you know, uh, you know groom, uh, grooming the track, right? Uh, renovating the yeah, track. Yeah, you, uh, you can expect something different. It might not be different, but yeah. so I kind, of, I kind of just put what's, these biases on the synthetic out of my mind. What is the word they use? Gallop mastered. Gallop mastered. So they're gallop mastering the track after those races. We'll assume that it's uh, dragging the tractors across with the graders. We'll, we'll assume and that. And then, like, once or twice a year, you'll see they're going to add this oil on it or do some other stuff. So, right, right. You know, Pe- you know some t- people think that when they put in synthetic racetracks at these uh, racetracks around the country, that it was, like, uh, maintenance-free. It isn't. They have to still uh, condition those racetracks to stay uh, the way they are, but they work on off uh, tra- on days with rain, etc., which is uh, happening today. So that's good stuff. Now, when yeah. uh, when the uh, synthetic track gets a lot of rain, we know that it's safe for the horses. But uh, like a lot of racetracks, when it gets muddy, they they seal the track, and then the the speed is more predominant than usual, etc. Is there anything when the rain hits the synthetic track outside of being safe for the horses? that produces some sort of a bias, or is it uh, really that fair all the way through? What, what, I, would, what I use as uh, to gauge it is I'll, 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 pull, I'll go on uh, Equibase and pull up the, the works from this morning. Yeah, yeah. And if the works are all like, you know, for four furlongs, 46, you know, real fast works, yeah. it kind of tells me the track's going to be, you know, it's going to be glib and playing speed and fast. Uh-huh. And if all the works are slow, you know, it, it's not a science, but, it is data I put into the well, equation. It is uh, it is uh, information. All uh, more information is better than less information. You can decipher it any way you want, right? Exactly, exactly. Decide. You know, this is important to you, or things that you know that a lot of people use that I don't use. I just call it clutter and throw it in the closet. All right. Now this weekend you got a Grade Three, the Celine coming up on. I, I, did I pronounce that right, Celine? Yes, sir. Uh, coming up uh, on uh, Saturday, one of two stakes races. This one for three-year-old fillies. It's a grade three going a mile and 16th, and a field of seven in there. And it looks like a pretty decent field of three-year-old fillies, I can tell you that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not up on the, on, the, on the three-year-old fillies, just to be honest with you. So I haven't looked at that. Mm-hmm. I know... Uh, I, I know some of the, you know, the, I'm, I'm more keyed in on the plate and excited to see a horse called Weyburn come up here, a horse I ran second to Mandaloon. Yeah, no kidding. Where's What's he heading for? Well, he's a Canadian bred owned by, uh, you know, local people. And, uh, you know, he's going to be the, he's right now, if uh, the Queen's Plate was this week, he'd be three to five. Yeah, no kidding. Of course, uh, you know, we had a, a, a two-to-five shot, a one-to-five actually going into the starting gate uh, yesterday at the Indiana Grand that uh, barely got third and saved the bridge jumpers uh, in, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the, in, the Indiana Derby with Folsom. Yeah, well, Wayburn, you know, Wayburn might be the same thing because he's never run on the synthetic. I'm sure he's bred for it, but he's never run on it yet. But, uh-huh. you know, he, he seems to be the real deal. You know, he won, a, he won the Gotham in New York and then, uh, you know, really didn't give it up. Come forth in uh, the Wood Memorial. Yeah. Probably was arguably first or second best in there. And then he ran a, he ran a hell of a race against Mandaloon. 
Yes, he sure did, and and uh, he's heading up to uh, Canada for Woodbine. Well, we got some races today. First of all, uh, do you know who's hot and who's not as far as jocks and trainers? Well, I know. Well, the trainer is the hottest trainer at Woodbine by far is uh, Billy Theranos. Really? Wow. He's on, he's on fire. I guess you know he, he's the, one of the hardest working men in show business. Never takes a break. Goes from <laughs> Woodbine to Gulfstream to Woodbine to Gulfstream. He's always going. So I guess getting his horses ready in Florida this year, whatever he's done, his, they're they're firing. His, boom his, boom boom. His horses are, as they say in the business, fit. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and it's you know he's not one of these big stables in that, so yeah, it's, it's a good guy to keep an eye on. Right? right, get to get a little bit of a price there. What about the jocks? Oh, Emma Will Emma Wilson uh, is on fire. Uh, Kate <laughs> Nichols is doing well. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. The, the rest of the guys are all you know they're all picking up. You can see where they're just hitting their stride. Rafael Hernandez. All right. Justin so in, in other words, uh, nobody's uh, cornering the market right now except for Emma Jane Wilson, right? Yeah, Emma Jane Wilson is absolutely in the zone and on fire. All right. Well, my man, you gave us a winner last week, got off the schneid. Let's keep it going. All right, I'm going to look at two horses today. My my best bet of the day is in the fourth race, number one, C. Lily. Mm-hmm. C. Lily's got a race where it looks like it's set up with a bunch of speed for her. She got a real bad start last time and had a couple bad starts in the past, but hopefully hopefully with the, the blinkers, I think she's got the blinkers on today and get her to focus a bit better in the gate. So that's my best bet of the day. And in the, the last race, race eight, number six, I'm not perfect is worth a shot. Kind of got into a trouble the last time weaving all over the place. And, you know, that's more of a horse to throw into the exotics. And So, Tommy, 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 let me ask you, is that Emil Ramsamy that's riding that horse? Unbelievable, eh? He's wow. Like the energizer. Yeah. yeah. You remember him when he came out to California? Sure. What was that, 30 years ago? I <laughs> mean, what is this? This guy, he's riding horses and collecting Social Security? <laughs> Yeah, basically, yeah. He's been around, like you know, and, and he just like when you when he when you think he's done, he comes back. He just loves it, I guess. I know he you know shows up in the morning, works. Yeah. He'll go to Fort Erie to ride. Wow. You know, and hey, why not? Well, if you can still do it, yeah, absolutely, that's for sure. So in the eighth race at twenty to one, you're going to give me another uh, long shot that we're going to try to get home. Email Ram Sammy riding. I'm. Not perfect, the sixth horse in the eighth. Your best bet, however, fourth race, number one, C. Lily. And I assume that's Patrick Husbands. Yes, sir. Now, how many, I mean, I see uh, there's like three different husbands riding at that track, are there not? Yeah, Patrick, Patrick, and SP, who is Simon Husbands, are yeah. brothers. And uh, the C. And then there's Christopher. Who's a, a nephew or a cousin? There's another one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the whole darn husband's family, huh? Yeah, Canada's a great country. <laughs> I guess it is, my man. That's for sure. Hey, Ralph. Ralph, before we go, can I just tell a quick Harvey Pack story? The first time I saw Harvey. Pack, Absolutely, Harvey Pack. By the way, folks, in case you missed yesterday's show, bring a note from your mom next time. But uh, Harvey Pack passed away. Pack at the track, and uh, his one of his most famous lines. Uh, there ain't a man alive that can pay the rent at three to five. <laughs> That's for sure. Go ahead. So I'm hanging around in a pool hall, and we get a satellite dish. And when we were bored, we'd watch replays. You know, they have the replay shows on, and we put a dollar each, pick a number out of a hat. Sure. And so there at 5.30 or 6 p.m., here's the Naira replay show. Never mm-hmm. seen it before. And here's this guy, Harvey Pack. And, we're, you know, we're, we're saying, okay, stop with the talking. Show the rest of the replays. Well, <laughs> he has this guy on there who's telling the green sheet or something, right? Uh-huh. And he's interviewing the guy, you know, getting a little bio on the guy. And then, then Harvey says, so, you like anything tomorrow? And the guy goes, I haven't looked. And Harvey goes, $1.25 and you haven't looked. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he's, he's referring to the price of the racing form at that time. Yeah, or the the, the, the sheet he had, or oh. you know, whatever the amount was, right? The cheat sheet the guy was selling, right? <laughs> oh, that's and, and I go, this guy's the greatest. And I fell in love, you know, love at first sight with Harvey Pack. Harvey Pack was the original broadcaster sitting in the seat of the $2 better, and everybody loved him for it, that's for sure. He was uh, the man of his time, and uh, certainly, uh, you know, in, in the cutting edge of simulcasting and and hosting and all that stuff there. So we'll always remember everybody, everybody 
in racing that knows anything knows something about uh, Harvey Peck and has a Harvey Peck story. Hey, thanks a lot, Tommy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, for sure. All right, you got it, my man. Thanks, Stay, stay dry. All right, now we're going to go to a break, and when we come back, uh, I'm going to bring in Rich Ang, and we'll do a little bit of... Uh, we need some more horses from Richie because he's got a simulcast sheet today. Oh, by the way, i got to get you the menu. Didn't do that. We'll have to do that. We'll do the menu right after this, and then uh, we'll uh, get some more winners from Richie. So don't go away. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Let's get right to the menu of racetracks available today in the Racebook Summercast Centers and racetracks around the country. First post times on this menu each and every day reflect that of the Pacific Time Zone because that's where we're at here in Las Vegas, where we emanate and originate all this stuff. So uh, these will be the first post times that roll out in our racebooks today. We are in the Pacific Time Zone. If you're listening anyhow, anywhere else, however you'll hear us, websites, podcasting, phone, app, streaming, Every, no matter how, we're in the Pacific time zone. First post times are Pacific. Adjust if you are not in the Pacific time zone. Don't want you to miss anything like I miss mom and dad, okay? We begin with uh, Delaware Park. Delaware Park has eight races today. Their first post time is 10-15, 10-15 at Delaware Park today. Next comes uh, Woodbine. You just heard uh, Tommy and all the good stuff that's happening at Woodbine. And the pick six, jackpot, and super high five jackpot carryovers. Big carryovers there. Eight races, first post on 10-20. Canterbury Park is next. Canterbury Park is uh, has a first post time of 3-10. So you got a big break there between those post times and the late post times. Canterbury Park, 3-10 for their uh, nine-race card. Following Canterbury Park... You got Evangeline Downs. Evangeline Downs has eight races. Their first post time is 3.50. Charlestown comes in at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Pick six jackpot carry over there, 8,640 bucks. Eight races, first post time, 4 p.m. Lone Star Park is next. Wow, they got 11 races at Lone Star today. Wow. Lone Star Park's pick six jackpot carryover is $46,545. 11 races, full fields too. First post time, 4.35. And then we go way up in the great northwest at Emerald Downs. Emerald Downs has a eight race card today and Emerald Downs first post time with a pick six jackpot carryover, $10,101. Eight races, first post time, 6 p.m. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the menu of racetracks available today in your race books, simulcast centers, and racetracks around the country. Now we're going to go to, um, well, let's see, is this uh, Rich Ang? Jerry J. here, Ralph. Well, hold on, Jerry. I didn't think you'd be with us today. There's no Belmont, or, but uh, we'll, we'll get something out of you. Uh, Richie, good morning. Hey, good morning, Ralphie. Now, uh, before we get started, Richie, you cut your teeth in New York, etc., and I'll bet you you have a Harvey Pack story. 
I worked with uh, Harvey Pack twice in my uh, horse racing career, Ralph. Uh, when I started out in New York, uh, Harvey was doing the uh, uh, replay show on uh, Sports Channel. And uh, even before that, Ralph, when I was in high school, uh, Harvey was on WNBC AM radio, 660, doing Pack at the Track race recreations. <laughs> That's right. That was, one of, that was one of my first you know, uh, introductions to horse racing uh-huh. was listening to Harvey Pack doing the race recreations. And uh, then when I left New York uh, and worked four years at uh, Monmouth Park in the Meadowlands mm-hmm. for the New Jersey Sports and Exposition Authority, uh, Steve Schwartz hired Harvey Pack at, because at that time the NYRA had, for whatever reason, decided to, to go in another direction. And Harvey was a free agent. And he started working for us at the Monmouth and the Meadowlands. So I had two long episodes of my career with Harvey. He was just a wonderful guy. Really, really enjoyed being around him. You know, I could tell you, Harvey Pack had so many great one-liners, etc. And he cut uh, the he, he cut the path for a lot of what we see now technically with the simulcasting and all that. But he was one of the first guys that did stuff between races, handicapping stuff. And uh, and that uh, you know of course uh, led to uh, pack at the track and and all that other other stuff. But uh, uh, he was he was a real character, and he was uh, he, he never changed his attitude or his uh, look at racing. He was always looking at it as a, the two dollar better. And also, I would suggest Ralph, if people are not that familiar with Harvey, is mm-hmm. that they they should pick up a copy of his book. Uh, by the Daily Racing Form Press, it's called "May the Horse Be With You." Yeah, and uh, it's really it's really a great read. It's, it's a it's a fast read, but uh, you, you're going to be laughing all the way through. And he's got so many great stories in there. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody who ever knew or watched Harvey Pack, or certainly had the uh, the pleasure of spending time with him personally, always has great stories about it. He was really a a great ambassador for the horse player in racing. That's for sure. Well, we get mm-hmm. to, into the final couple of days, uh, really, at the Belmont Park meeting. The Belmont Park uh, will uh, race, of course, uh, tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday, and then it's off the Saratoga. And although I read Ortiz Jr. seemed to have dominance over this meet there, he's going to serve out a three-day suspension over the last three days. He's got 57 wins through the first 45 days, but guess who's uh, chomping at, the, at his heels? It's got to be his brother. Brother Jose. He's in second with 55. So Jose has a couple of winners, and uh, he'll tie him with three winners over a three-day span, and uh, he'll beat old brother uh, Jose. Uh, Jose brother will beat uh, Irad, but I, I, don't think, uh, I don't think they'll be uh, too mad at each other for that. That's for sure. I would imagine that uh, there's a lot of times when they're racing says, well, you know, the guy who wins the most races buys dinner tonight. Yeah, I'm sure they've taken turns buying each other's steak there. No kidding. All right, uh, Richie, I know you got your simulcast sheet now. You'll, uh, what are you going to do for the rest of the week since uh, Southern California doesn't kick in with Del Mar until a week from tomorrow? I'm just going to do a, a simulcast uh, a, a play of the day sheet uh, every day this week. Uh, okay. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I've got the Thursday uh, sheet ready to go and. I'll do three more this week. Okay, so the simulcast sheets are the ones that will be at the RacedayLasVegas.com website, not only today, but for the, throughout the rest of the weekend. I'm sure you'll be covering those big races at Belmont Park as well. I know that you have three racetracks on the simul sheet today, uh, two of which we can play here in Las Vegas, and I know you're going to give us a pick. Well, uh, I tell you what, uh, actually all three races, all three tracks should be available, Delaware, Woodbine, and Canterbury. Though. Oh, the, okay. That's we right. Can bet all three. That's right. You, that, I take that back. I was looking at the sheet from uh, another day. Okay, so you got yeah, you got ooh, we got three. You got three, four plays at Woodbine, a couple yeah, at Delaware yeah. Park, and you got uh, a couple at Canterbury. So you you could you could take your choice wherever you want to go. But what's interesting is that the two picks that Tommy gave, mm-hmm. none of them are in races of my four picks at Woodbine. So we cover between him and me, we're going to cover six of the races. Uh, at I know, I know. It's going to be fun. it's going to be fun to get in front of that TV set at ten twenty this morning. <laughs> uh, uh, my ROI, Ralph. I know you're going to ask me, yep. but uh, I ended up to meet with uh, three straight winners mm-hmm. and a scratched horse on Monday. So I'm at a dollar and ten cents right now. Dollar ten so, above uh, the Mendoza line. They made money with you, and no harm, no foul with the scratch horse. That's for sure. 
That's right. Uh, here, the, the first horse I'll give you, let's go to race three at Woodbine. It's a non-Tommy race. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go with, uh, I've got an eight-to-one shot, Ralph, that I think is going to be very live. It's the number six, Bring the Judge. Uh, this is an extremely slow field, and uh, she might be just a hair faster than some of these. Uh, made a return off a long layoff last time. I've had an uneven trip. Goes to a different jockey, A. Santos. But mm-hmm. uh, at eight to one, I'm, I'm willing to give this horse a shot to try to beat uh, a whole bunch of slowpokes. So 25 win plays, two for the ROI on number six. Bring the fudge, race three at Woodbine. All right, uh, in the third race, number six, bring the fudge. Rich Hanks play 25 win plays the fifty dollars stat, and we give him the two dollar ROI on the third race at Woodbine, number six. And you're going to give me another one. Yes, let's go to Canterbury Park, race number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll go for a hot trainer angle that uh, just claimed this horse, number five, Cernan, nine to two in the morning line, and the hot trainer is Robertino Diodoro, who's winning at an unbelievable percentage up at the Canterbury. But he just claimed this horse for 20000 and uh, shows this horse right down our throats. But uh, I think this horse is very live, so let's go 25 win plays, two for the ROI. Number five, Cernan, race three, Canterbury Park. Seems like Robertino Diodoro is hot wherever he goes, and certainly in the third race at Canterbury he is. And in the third race, number four, Cernan, is uh, Rich Ang's pick for the race day listeners. Another 25-win place, and, of course, $2 ROI, two to win on the five in the third at Canterbury. And don't forget, folks, that's tip of the iceberg. He's got uh, plenty other simulcasts left uh, for both Canterbury, Delaware, and Woodbine. Get it right now at the RacedayLasVegas.com website, and he'll be repeating the Simo sheet um, over the weekend and tomorrow as well. And we'll talk to you tomorrow, Rich. Sounds good, Ralph. Thanks, and uh, good luck, everybody. All right, you got it, my man. Now we're going to go to Jerry Jackowitz. Jerry, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. You know, um, with all the um, discussion about Harvey Pack and, you know, all those great stories and everything, and, uh-huh. and finally we mentioned the horse be with you, I wanted to make a small editorial change, if you would accept it, uh-huh. that when I do the sign-off today, instead of saying, have a great race day, everybody, yeah. I thought I might end it with, may the horse be with you. That's, uh, you have the permission of race day's executive staff to do that. Okay, I thought I might do that. So <laughs> right, yeah, in honor of Harvey Peck. Yeah, okay, so um, here it is, here, just so we get them both in. Have a great race day, everybody. So we we don't want anybody to miss yeah, that. Yeah, he, he's, he's busting my chops because a lot of times he gets it in just before the computer kicks in. But, uh, okay, so you got that going there. Yeah. Um, you know, the big thing, I guess, is are we going to have racing on Friday in, at Aqueduct? I mean, at Belmont today. And is there so, a reason for that? Well, there's a, a little storm named Elsa heading up. Um, well, I know Elsa heading, is, is, is uh, by the time it gets up there, though, isn't it? Uh, well, I don't know. It's getting it's gain, gaining steam in the mid-Atlantic right now. You're right. Yeah, they, they're predicting a 100% chance of rain Thursday night and one to two inches of rain overnight and then continuing into friday and i don't know what the winds are going to be like so i'm gonna i mean as it stands right now and of course i've i've tried to contact my people at at naira to let me know if they are going to race or not race as soon as possible right um and i haven't got a word back yet but uh um i'm going to go and make the power pages for uh, tomorrow and uh, as if they are running, right. I will not have any uh, turf racing. On, uh, <laughs> well, now the latest on the uh, the weather map with all of the you know all these uh, you know predictions and all these uh, computer generated uh, paths that they have there. Elsa is spreading heavy rain in parts of southeast, and the tropical storm warnings extended into the northeast. So you're absolutely right there. There might be uh, some uh, goofy stuff happening, that's for sure. Yeah, so just, you know, keep your eye on it, folks. And uh, don't, you know, I'm always disappointed when uh, Naira uh, cancels or anything too quickly. I, you know, I don't like when they take turf races and put them on the dirt. But this may be this may be an exception because all the computer right. programming, uh, all the computer models have this thing uh, going right through, right up and through Right there. through. Yeah. Right through, yeah. uh, and it's already know, really right through Belmont. Belmont's like the uh, right, right. <laughs> the storm is headed. So Belmont, New like, York, uh, sure. Uh, yeah. She's already done damage to the Carolina coast, and uh, she right. spawned some tornadoes uh, as well. So it's it's going to get nasty, that's for right. sure. So we'll wait and see it, about here's that. Here's a strange little fact. Okay? Yes, sir. 
in all my years in New York, and I'm sure this isn't perfectly accurate, I've only heard of one tornado mm-hmm. ever hitting really Long Island. Yeah, it's kind of hard to hit a tornado with all the, all the, right. the buildings. There was one tornado, yeah. and it hit my mother-in-law's house. You notice I'm staying silent on that? Wait, that's not all. What? She also got hit by lightning. They, uh, lightning put a hole in her roof about 15 feet in circumference. Wow. Good thing uh, she wasn't standing under the uh, <laughs> under that part of the roof then, huh? Well, she sort of was. It's just the roof was pretty well made, and it didn't yeah. go. She was in the kitchen. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so well. my, uh, just, I mean... There's nothing, you know, I'm not trying to infer anything or anything. Right, right. Well, if you're inferring, you're doing it by yourself because I ain't saying a word. <laughs> Anyhow, I, I want to uh, quickly, uh, you'll be doing the power pages for Belmont no matter what over the weekend, right? And then Correct. next week, Saratoga starts a week from tomorrow, right? Right. And, Correct. of course, Del Mar starts a week from tomorrow as well. So uh, during the week, you'll be, uh, I guess, uh, you know, getting all of your handicapping materials out and tweaking them, all the latest data, for those very two unique meets of Del Mar and Saratoga, where uh, the numbers have to be, I would, I guess, massaged some way or another for those meets, right? Right. I want to say one other thing before the show comes to an end. You gave me a great... Heads up yesterday when you got on the phone with me and you said, oh, Jerry, you definitely should listen to the archive of yesterday's show. Yeah, uh, John Lennon did a great job of uh, outlining what is going to be a handicapping angle this year with the ship and win and all that stuff there. That's for sure. No doubt about that. absolutely right. You know, typically um, when I see horses shipping and dropping class a lot. I'm very suspect sure. of them. I always feel not a good they're going to be yeah. overbet a little bit, and they're not as reliable as their odds would like them to be. And um, But in this year, we're going to have to be extremely aware of those because there's such a premium for owners to bring horses in and drop them in class. You could drop in class, get class relief for your horse, win the race, and make as much money as you would uh, if you lost the horse in the claim. Right, but then you can even win money after. I know, I know. It's just like it's, it, 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 it's like a, it's almost like a four hundred one k for these guys. Like an annuity. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. So, so they they've set it up to to get horses to to really come into. There's a real premium for them to come in, and I mean, I think it's tough They're, on the on the local guys, but it's right. going to be good for us, the betters, and. Mike, one more time I want to say this. In horse racing, so often betters are totally forgotten in the management or promotion of the game. But in this case, bringing horses into California, building the population, it's got to be a good thing over the long run. I agree with you 110%, that's for sure. And it's going to be fun to see how this all plays out in Southern California. And uh, we're going to try to make the most of it and pick uh, some winners, that's for sure. Well, you'll be with us tomorrow. Come come rain or shine at Belmont Park, and uh, we'll see what happens over the weekend, that's for sure. Go ahead and in tribute to Harvey, go ahead and say it. May the horse be with you.